these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey Up High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm Danny Ryan, joining with you in studio, Tony Scott How you doing, Danny? Good, good, and Carl East is on the phone up in Duluth as normal Hey, Danny well, that was exciting. I guess. <laughs> yeah, wow. A thunderous <laughs> intro. Yeah. I tried to be Maybe. enthusiastic here, okay? Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, that's that's Carl's like just monotoneness, I guess. Apparently. Um well, if you're not gonna be exciting, can you at least excite us with some class two A rankings, Carl? Let's hear I it. suppose I can do that. So we have that's a movement this week, first time in a while yeah. in the top few. Number one, Edina. No, uh, I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> here, let's hear yep. why Danny St. Thomas is not number one. I want to hear the rationale. Well, uh, it really has to do with the margin of victory. You know, United just pounded Minnetonka. Uh, Minnetonka team that St. Thomas has played twice and not beaten. Um, and really, you look at what United's full body of work. And we've known all along they have more talent than everyone. And it's really just a matter of whether they're showing that or not. And they did this week. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll we'll take that old guru of the double A rankings. I called you that on the show <laughs> yesterday on my broadcast yesterday. <laughs> okay. Who's number two? Uh, number two is St. Thomas. Okay. Plugging along. I, I guess, guess we'll take number two. <laughs> yep. Number three is Duluth East. Yep. Yep. Number four is Minnetonka, dropping three spots after their loss. Though they did rebound nicely with the win over Wyzetta. Five nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number five. Hello, Creighton Durham Hall. Oh, Raiders. There. Yes. This is where it gets interesting. You know, where, mm-hmm. who gets number six? That'll be interesting. Yeah. Six. I'm sticking with Holy Family. I mean, they had an awful game this past week, but it is just one game. And look at the teams behind them. They've also had awful games in there too. So <clears throat> they don't fall too far for this one. No heart. No argument here. I thought no. they just. They ran into a hot team and it just was it just went south quick. Well, really what's the difference between losing 5 to 1 or 10 to 1? You know, really it's you lost in a blowout type of fashion there. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But seven goals in one one period just is was eye opening. Wow. Yeah, that's abnormal. Mm-hmm. Seven is White Bear Lake. Yep. I would have had I would have had White Bear at six and dropped Cretan or dropped Saint Holy Family to two, but Saint Holy Family, Saint Holy Family, Some Catholic Rosary Catholic <laughs> Convent. Number eight is Moorhead. Yep. Number nine, keep just keep sticking on up Andover. Yeah. Yeah. No argument and, there. No. And t- ten is Brainerd. Yes, I like it. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, things but, interesting in eight double A. Yeah. Where's Centennial in your stuff? They're 12. Why is that, why is that 12. 11? They're 12. Yep. Okay. Again, they're kind of all a horse apiece. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just more curious on that. I think 7 yep. through 12, 13 are all a horse apiece, if you ask me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, no I think so. No. All right. Uh, you want me to read off my uh, my top 10? Peter and I did yeah. this one together. Well, not for Class A. For Class A. 
Oh, I mean two ways. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. I, well, here's mine, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw it back at you. These will be the right ones we're yeah. using. No, no, no. This is Class A. I'm going to rifle through these two. Uh, Hermantown 1, Cathedral 2, um, Greenway 3, Matamidi 4, Sartell 5, Orono stays at 6, Alex moves up, there's 7, Mound Westonka 8, East Grand Forks is nine, and Monticello stays at ten. No one could jump into the rankings. What about Warroad? Warroad is coming. They're ten, two and one in their last thirteen games. Pretty impressive. One actually. of those losses to a double A team. Another's with mm-hmm. a thief. So it's a, it's a good squad. They're yeah. two sophomores, Grant Sukinski and and uh, Owen Meeker lead them in scoring. You're going to have fun with that name in the next few years. Meeker? Oh, I'm not going to pronounce that one. Every time I see that, I think of Danny. I'm like, oh, poor Danny. (laughs) (laughs) That's just going to be bad news bear. Yeah, it's going to be bad. So um, that's there's the uh, top ten Class A. Anything jump out of you guys Class A uh, this week? Last week was a dumpster fire. Yeah. Nobody did well. Everyone's still kind of recovering from that, aren't they? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I mean, Alex had a good overtime win over Bemidji, yep. um, but really nothing. Oh, one game that I will bring up later, but the Virginia over Greenway 3-1. Yeah, it's a big win. Yeah. That's a big win. That's a big win. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get to some other notes and tidbits there as the, as the show goes on about some of these teams in Class A. Okay, so before we do that, we have to solve the problem that Tony created last week. I know, week. I know. I caught the problem. So, so Tony claimed that Duluth Marshall has the best away jersey in the state, which yes. is which is just shenanigans. It's not true, Tony. It, it is true. It's a fact. They it's, have the best. Like someone made it I saw Microsoft them yesterday. Paint. Yeah, it, Carl, it, they're <laughs> bad, aren't they? Yeah, they're just boring. See, and here's here's my th- theory behind a good jersey is it has to – one has to be sharp, right? There's a sharp. Um, they have a really cool M, a really distinctive M yeah, for their helmet. I, I, I'll give you that. Um, they have a cool striping that's unique striping that's different than anybody, and they're all black, which is a hint of gold. I think they're awesome. Yellow more than gold. Whatever. Whatever your um, word is. But my, my theory behind jerseys, so they have to be sharp. They can't be, like, busy. You look There's at a little busyness there. I Orno's give you busy. Orno's like barbershop pole that they I have. I like the Orno home. I'm not a big away guy. I like their home. Um, but I also believe that a good jersey has to have prominence. Like it's won a tournament before. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> great. Okay, great. So that, so that's fine. So next week when I put Southwest in there, they want to stay tournament. Well, do you, do one you, class. Thank you very much. All are right. the Southwest purples better than the Southwest? No, the whites. whites. They're going to be in there next week. I'm telling you right now, Southwest whites will be okay, in there. Okay, then we'll do the best home jerseys next week. For yeah, you. we are going to do that. Oh, we are. Yeah. That's, 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 that's on the docket. We are. We're doing home we now. We're doing homes. We are. I told you that. Okay. So. Anyway. Who do you want to go first with? Let's, have, let's go. Carl go first because his are really boring. Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> okay. Uh, one that not many people would, would have thought of, maybe, but I like North St. Paul's with the like polar bear. Yeah, I have a North St. Paul white jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Really you guys, crisp, we though. talked about yeah. this off here. 
I thought the North St. Paul polar bear is just too. It could be nasty, and it's just too cartoony for me. No, but legend has it it was designed by the same person who designed the Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, and they like on a bar napkin. And they don't use that penguin anymore because it's so gross. Yeah, they do. The little the skating one with the stick. Yeah, that's like their yeah, current their jersey. Third. Oh, their third. No, that's their current jersey. Okay, the black and gold. Okay, all right, fine. They reverted like back it. to like cartoony. the Lemieux jerseys. It's cartoony. Okay. All right. Totally cartoony on. animals are, are great. Sorry. Um, <laughs> next choice is... Uh, <laughs> second choice is going to be the Hillbury Blacks. Um, not not a huge fan of their greens, but when they come out into the blacks, that's just like vintage Hillbury. I'm not a big fan of those ones. Well, it, it's a big game if they're wearing black, so that's what makes mm-hmm. the blacks cool. I like the black. Yeah. Yeah. And? And, of course, I have to pick Duluth East. You can't, you can't go wrong with that, that, those blacks with the red, whether, whether it's the, the current ones, which are Say, but they're really old ones with the script or the, the version they had a few years back, which is more of the Rangers style lettering. Uh, they're, they're both just great. The, the Diagonal Hounds black is good, but the fact that you chose that jersey as your homer gives me the right away to take Southwest next week. So I'm just saying right now. Well, it's a good jersey. Okay. I, I like the the Rangers black script is better, Carl. I, yeah, I, I think I would lead that way too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want me to go, Tony? Go ahead. Okay. Well, since I like northern jerseys better, mm-hmm. apparently, um, and I'll go with one jersey that I have. I have a cloquet purple. The cloquet uh, purple on, is hang, pretty cool. Hang on, Daddy. I thought you said the teams had to have won something to make this list. Ramadan. Oh, <laughs> it must have Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cousin's sig on cloquet, I guess. I, I had to get that in there. <laughs> but the cloquet purple is cool. It's a traditional jersey that always has the gold on the sleeves in the specific spot. It's also um, K1's you know premier jersey that they always spend the most time with. Um, it's a it's a cool jersey, and the lumberjack is really cool. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, my cold. He's got a little hat on. It's just it's not very tough. It's just so <laughs> tougher. It could be tougher lumberjack is on. Okay. Um, moving on to a tougher jersey. I, my favorite jersey of all time is the War Rope Black. I'm not arguing there. That that is the coolest jersey. It was it's the most intimidating to see in the tournament. I think as another student section, like when they're playing their war chant and then the black jerseys come on and they don't have the same gloves. Like the players don't have the same gloves. No. The helmets are scratched up. <laughs> the breezers are ripped up, and they're wearing black jerseys with the Native American. On it is, and they're all bleached to match. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I, love, I love that jersey. Who's your last one? Thief. Thief. Thief I like that one. Thief's um bright blue and yellow. It's it's a traditional color scheme that they've always stuck with, and so that's what makes it cool. And you know, it's just it's one of those. Is it a is it a diagonal prowlers going down the front? No, no, it's thief, thief? river fall. Oh, it is. Okay, all right. And it's Crypt. it's. it's it's scripted. It's cool. It's just, it's not really like the prettiest colors in the world because like a light, you know, let's call it a youth hockey hub blue. Yeah. And <laughs> and, um, and a yellow just don't necessarily go together, but it, it's just a cool jersey. It is good. It is good. I'd take one. All right. Uh, is that a hint? Because you've hinted hard enough. I think you're going to get a Rozo jersey. I'm now. trying. I'm trying. Really hinting, by the way. Do we need to really give Danny trying. email again? I hinted hard enough to 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 uh, 
Grand Rapids band. I'm going to get to play in the Grand Rapids band eventually. So, hinting on this show does help. Now, like I do like Grand Rapids' bright orange, you know, from 2006 2007. I do have one of those. But How they don't you get do that. Them. You get three jerseys. You picked World Cloquet Thief. Are you now going outside of your three? Can I keep going? No, you can't. You Can I keep going? Three. Can I keep You're going? You're done with no. that. I'm going to go to mine. We have a long show this week, so I want to get to mine really quick. I sure. said uh, Duluth Marshall already is well documented. I'd take one of those if someone delivers yeah. 10800 Lindale Avenue, Bloomington, Minnesota. I'll take one. All right. Uh, Jefferson, the baby blue, uh, that one just wrenches many, many wins over the last, you know, umpteen years. It's a great jersey. It's just classic light blue. And then the one that I like a lot is the Anoka burgundy with the uh, Atlanta Flames tornado-looking thing on there. It's burgundy, maroon, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's fantastic. So those yeah. are my three, and I think I'm right. Those are the best three. Oh, we also had um, maybe like a Rozo, Rozo yeah. forest green. The Dyna green is cool I'm as not, well. You don't like it. I don't like that green. Now, it's a North Star week, green. Listen next week. I love their home. Um, so. Bemidji, I like Bemidji's is, is dark blue, I like those navy too. blue. Um, Moorhead is cool. The only reason Moorhead won't make either of my list, they have so many different versions. There's not not, yeah. not one distinctive Moorhead, obviously, with the, with the M. It just doesn't do it for me. Hibbings is cool, too. A blue with the, um, the blue jacket, you know. Uh, yeah, with the anchor. anchor. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty yeah. good. It's good. Um, all right. Moving on, we're going to go through some past games from last week. There were a lot of past, a lot of good games this past week. Uh, Danny, you got that list. Why don't you read off what we saw? Okay. Um, so, Moorhead 3, Rozo 0. Rozo has not scored on Lance Leonard since December of 2016. Nice. It's a pretty interesting fact there. I like Robin, this one, though. They would have to score in order to make it to state, correct? Um, at least true. once. At least once. So, all right. Or Lance Leonard doesn't play. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see that happening. Um, Eastview 2, Lakeville North 3. That's an important score, I think. Cause we'll bring it up later. I think Lakeville North is on the come. Yeah. Um, Prior Lake 2, Egan 3. I thought that was an interesting score. Yeah, Prior Lake is impossible to figure out. Yeah, and the minute you think you got him, then they let you down. But good win by Egan. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's uh, Johnny Myers is yeah. having a good season right now. Um, Saint Cloud Cathedral four, Little Falls three in overtime. That one kind of stood out to me because that's a section game. Yeah, that section's crazy. That semifinal on Saturday that could be one of the better semifinals in the. State, yeah, six A semifinal. Yeah, that's that, great. That's going to be really good. There will be an upset there. I guarantee. The people just have to put people away. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I noted that too, Carl, because it's you know just as you want to get on that bandwagon, they do something like that, right, Carl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same with the Laverne game later in the week, which I guess you'll get to in a bit here. Yeah, yeah, I think I have that. If not, yeah, I got that one. Um, okay, upset central. Matamidi 1, North St. Paul 3. That's amazing. I don't know one of the best stories of the year, I think. Now, I looked at North St. Paul. They've been chugging along pretty nicely. They lost the Tartan 4-5, to five, I think, yesterday on Saturday. But they have some decently close games, I want to say. Think about the players that left North St. Paul. Yeah. 
Yeah. For Matamidi. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> two go to Matamidi. Yeah, and they and they just drub them yeah. earlier in the year, eight to nothing. We were there. Danny and I, I mean, Peter and I were there. <laughs> I was like, no, Peter I was and I were, not. Peter and I were there running the uh, Lumberjack Cup. I'm like, let's go check out this Montemita North St. Paul game. And it just was ugly <laughs> to the point where we just laughed. I'm like, there's no point in writing about this or even covering it. And the fact that they flipped the switch, you know, yeah. a month later is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's always cool to see, like, the flip side um, games, you know, when some team wins and then they just drum that it, Next time they play, a good example of that is Minnetonka two, Edina eight. Yeah, does that even <laughs> need any discussion? I mean, it's I'll, ugly. I'll dis- I was the one that was there and watched, watched it. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say a couple things. Tonka had a couple good chances early, and then it, it just was all Edina. Yeah, it was an interesting. Not that I want to spend too much time on this because it was an eight to two game. Yeah, but the third goal. Brinkman was offside by like four feet. I don't know where the linesman was. So this guy behind me clearly noticed that, and he he said offside, offside. It was. It was, and it was twenty minutes goal. of him yelling offside. <laughs> oh, he caught that offside. Yeah, it's it was just not like, even close. But oh that made it three to nothing, and that's a backbreaker type goal. At two to nothing, you can still say you're in the. Game. Uh, I won't say it wasn't. I don't a, either. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. But it was offside. I uh, but I don't think it was as big of a backbreaker as you think because momentum was. All the way over. It was, yeah. you know, when you're playing a video game and like all your characters are blinking, like, like going, yes, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. I can score at anything. That was kind of, yeah, that was Edina. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't played a video game in 25 oh, years. Okay, but. well, <laughs> when Mario is really big and it can step on any mushroom. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But I, I think we all predicted that Edina was going to win this game. And they really came out, and they wanted to win. Carl, what's your interpretation of this as a ranker, I guess? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I had some version of this discussion with about 10 different people this week, but when when a team goes down two or three goals early and then the wheels fall off, you know, you try not to read too much into what happens after that just because, you know, the game's just out of hand, and it's basically it was, it was over in the first, you know, few minutes or however long it took the guys to go up. And so... You know, I think you know, United deserves to be number one. They're better, but at the same time, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, season's over, crowd United right now, because we know Minnetonka can beat them. They've done it before, and I don't think they're going to let this happen in the rematch in a couple of weeks either. No, because it will be at Pagel, too. Mm-hmm. That will be a good game. That will be. Okay, moving on. Greenway 1, Virginia Mountain Iron Buell 3. Virginia's another one of those teams that's just impossible to get a handle on. I think I got a handle on them. I think they're... They lost to Hibbing. Yeah, I know. But I think they're the number three seed. And Proctor. Thank you, Carl. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, fine. They have have good players, and we'll talk about one coming up. They have one big line and a great goalie. And if that doesn't go, it's it's over. Yeah. Um, Okay. East Grand Forks four, Deep River Falls one, Elk River three, Anoka zero. This is worth noting because Anoka's been keeping teams close and yeah. Elk you know, broke this streak for Anoka. Um Irondale three, Armstrong Cooper four in our yeah. pick 'em last week in overtime. So Tony you have that seven pick second left, right. was it? Yeah. 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 Crazy. Crazy. 
Um, and then Prior Lake won. Duluth East eight. Carl had to go to that game. That was sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to flip that over to you to discuss because it's not worth discussing. Not needed. Not needed. Uh, Maple Grove zero. Hill Murray six. I thought that score was kind of interesting. Good showing for Hill. Anybody? Sorry, they're, they're, they're yeah, good win there. for Hill. Yeah. It, it, that's a solid win, I thought. Yeah, they got they, they're bringing up some fresh. They're bringing up the freshmen and and setting some seniors and juniors down. Nick Pierre scores two goals. He's an eighth grader. <laughs> he had two against Rapids on Saturday too. Yeah. yeah, he's got four goals in two games. Wow. And someone said, "Well, why does he only have two games played?" I'm like, "Ask Lechner. Don't ask me." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, he's Joey Anderson, good too. He is. And that's he's, cool. He's really, really good. Um, okay, Little Falls 2, Monticello 2, overtime tie there. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, interesting score. Yep. Regular St. Cloud, um, 4. As opposed to fake St. Cloud. <laughs> okay, public schools. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, like St. Cloud, 4, Alexandria 3. Um, okay, I want to move down to Delano 0, Mount West Tonka 2. You were there. Right? I was there. Um, we're going to talk about... Or Frank Brismick? Brimzik. Yeah, you, you nailed it twice earlier before the show. Um, but I, Jackson Jelly was really good in that game. Okay. And and just Mound took over after the first period. Delano came in, like, got nine shots right away. They may have gotten five shots the rest of the... When I was doing my rankings last night, they're 15-4-1, Mound. Yeah, they're... Yeah. They're putting together a good season right now. Good record. Um, okay. Forest Lake 3, Creighton Durham Hall 4. That For, tells you something, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, that's why I wrote it down. Sorry, that's a good Forest Lake got four out. shots on goal against Duluth East earlier in the week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that, uh, okay. Uh, Mankato East four, Mankato West one. All the talent from these really good Mankato Pee Wee teams the last few years is all going to East. This does not surprise me. Blaine two and over three in overtime. Um, good win by the Huskies there. Yep. Um, in the bloodbath that is the Northwest Suburban. Um, and then I'll move down. Duluth Marshall two and over three. I was at that game. Um, so was Peter. Yeah, we we were saying this to each other. Uh, sign across. Uh, yeah. But, anyways, Duluth Marshall is a pretty decent team. They have yeah. some skilled players on their team that can, you know, make some difference makers. Fun fact, they probably have the tallest backup goaltender. Really? 6'5". <laughs> that is tall. <laughs> Who is he? What's his name? Yeah, I don't. He's tall, but we don't know his name. Yeah, I don't have my roster sheets. He was okay. he's huge, but um, I I liked Marshall. They're probably one of the fastest teams that I've seen all season. But the grinding atmosphere that Andover just provided was really impressive with them, with McNamara and everybody. They're yeah. they're good. Yeah. Um. St. Michael Elberville 1, Roseau 3, Laverne 4, St. Cloud Cathedral 5. Yeah, you do these backwards scores, it drives some people crazy, by the way. Just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do it home, too, but anyway. where it's home. All right. Alex 4, Bemidji 3 in overtime then. Um, Eastview 4, Egan 3. 
And so Eastview, you know, that's a good win. That They secure the two seed in Section 3, um, yep. AA. Roseville 4, Stillwater 1, and the upset of the century alert. That will make our – if you watch 10 minutes with Tony Scott, that will be a shocker. Roseville has something two can top that, that's a shocker. Yeah, I will be amazed. Yeah, that one, to, to put a four spot on, you know, that's impressive. Eden Prairie 3, Edina 5, Minnetonka 5, Wyzetta 0, and then the game that Tony was at yesterday, Creedon-Durham Hall 10, Holy Family 1. Yeah, we have a new term uh, on the show. It's going to call the Cretendom. And if you beat somebody 10 to 1, you got Cretend. You got Cretend hard, and we normally don't mention those scores, but this one is definitely worth mentioning. What the heck happened? Well, they scored. It was it was kind of like if you watch the first period, uh, one nothing, Holy Family, and the shots were like maybe six to four. I think it was actually more like 10 to five. It was it was definitely a Holy Family owned that period. Sure. And they're bigger, they're stronger, mm-hmm. they're more more physical, all those things that you you're used to seeing with Holy Family. Was this your hip Holy Family game? If you were to say what's the score gonna be at the end of the game, I would have said uh three to one maybe, four to two. Sure. I could maybe see Cretan squeaking in a goal or two. Yeah. But little did I know Cretan was gonna score four goals in the first minute fifty two of the first <laughs> second period. <laughs> And it just got ugly, you know, the scoring and the, the goal chances, and it was just all Cretan after that. Seven goals in the second period. They were in running time to begin the third period. It was I could have never seen this one coming. And even the Cretan parents came up to me afterwards and said, did you see that one coming? I'm like, uh, no, I didn't see that oh. <laughs> No, it was kind of like the Edina Tonka. Did I see Edina winning? Yeah. Did I see Edina running time? No. No, no, no. no. We had, those are two... Head scratchers. Yeah, you know. just the statement wins. Yeah, big time. As I said on my tweet, loud statement. That's a loud statement. Carl, you watched some of the Cretan um, Holy Family game then. Yeah, what was most your it, thoughts actually. on this one? Most yeah, similar, yeah. similar to Tony's. Um, you know, it looked like Holy Family was in decent control for a little while. Then you felt things sort of shifting as the first period went along, and then boom, the bomb goes off in the beginning of the second period. and the Holy Family is just left looking around trying to figure out what happened to their defense, to their goaltending. It was just a, a mess. But yeah, it, I, real credit I, to Creighton. Go ahead. Yeah, credit to Creighton for sure. It, it didn't matter what goaltender was in there. It, they, some of those goals were unbelievable. This, this yeah. line, this Milosh, uh, Davison, and Gleason line, I said it in the tweet. I think they're one of the best lines in the state. They just move the puck so well. They don't care. Oh, we're smaller than you. It's like it's like three Carter Rancliffs. That's what it's like. <laughs> it's these three little ants out there buzzing around, passing the puck, yeah. moving it, and you you can't hit them. And that's what that's what Holy Family likes to do. They like to get into kind of that football hockey thing where they're gonna beat you know they're gonna bully especially you. this team. For yeah, Holy they like Family. To, they like to check you. They want you know they got some big guys, the Simon twins. And Hankinson, they're they're going to take it to you physically, yeah. and it didn't matter. It just did not matter. It didn't affect them. Well, I, having seen Creighton earlier in the season, they just play aggressive hockey. Speed aggressive, not aggressive physical. That's, no, no, yeah. speed aggressive. Oh, they yeah. jump up. Their deep pinches well, you know, they because they think they can get back, you know, with their speed. And so they play speed aggressive hockey, and that, you know, it can lead to a three to four game against Force Lake, or it can lead to a Cretaning, you know, and so it it can go both ways. And so it's really, you know, 
what team you're playing against as well, you know, if you're Creighton. That was something else. That was nothing I expected, that's for sure. No. Nothing I expected. Um, okay. Red Black um, League Player of the Week. Uh, Drew Ide for Armstrong Cooper. Two goals and one assist in the overtime win over Irondale. Um, so, stick taps to yeah, Drew. Yeah, Drew Ide, he was on that yellow team. They were in the championship game I was over at Richfield uh, this past fall. Uh, that was a fun team to watch. It was basically like Armstrong. The championship game was Armstrong against Mount Westaka. They, literally, and, and we're talking about both of those teams prominently yep. on this show. Yeah. So that what does that tell you about the league? The league attracts players that can play at a high level. So it's not just this. It's not the elite leagues that can't be good. It's some good hockey. You're looking to play, uh, get some games in before the season starts, and you play football or you play soccer. It's a good place for a kid to come in and play in the spring or the fall. So thanks to Red and Black for being our sponsor uh the show this year. Okay. Um... You want to go over some news and nuggets that we heard around the ring? Yeah, there's, there's, a lot of these are like injury-related. Re, injury uh, I got word that East Grand Forks is missing some players. Landon Parker may be out for the year. The freshman oh. Fina may be out for the hmm. year. and He's a big part of their offensive scheme. Tanner Mack is hurt. Um, so that's if you're seeing that's... some bewildering scores in 8A from East Grand Forks, uh, the Green Wave are going to have to dig down and really – you know, get after it for them to make it back to state this year. But as we just said, War Road's on the rise, so it's a bad time to kind of get the injury bug. Yes, yes, bad time. I think that if I was doing my uh, one through fours for all the sections, I would have War Road as number one and East Grand number two. Yeah, but uh, War Road's win losses don't don't dictate that, though. I don't know. It it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not going to play in – in the home rink anyway, right? They play on a neutral rink? Yeah, they play neutral rink. The AA plays neutral. No, yeah. don't they play at East Grand? I think they rotate it, so I'm not sure who's I think they rotate it between Thief, East Grand, and War Road or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Right, Carl? We'll, we'll figure that yeah. out later. I just I just thought that was a worthy note. Uh, Chase Foley from St. Thomas Academy, he'll be up in our discussion for Mr. Hockey. He's getting some interest from colleges. Uh, ben Tremblay out two to three weeks with a bone contusion as reported by Louis St. George from the Duluth uh, News Tribune. Uh, haven't heard any news on uh, Josh Ludke from Minnetonka. He was supposed to be back late January. It's late January, and he's not back. So um, one, one would wonder if he's actually going to make it back for the season or they're holding him out for precautionary reasons. Any thoughts on that, you guys? He's, uh, I, he's their decor. He's yeah. their lifeblood, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he, he will be back. It's just a matter of when, and I think that they're not definitely not rushing him because why bother with that at this point? I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, my apologies to Grayson Milosh from Creighton Durham Hall. I called him Milosh the entire broadcast. I was corrected afterwards. I won't make that mistake again. So I don't know nice what it's like player. to oh, like mispronounce names. You, so you never mispronounce names. <laughs> never, never been there. And then finally, a little nugget here. Lakeville North, 4-1 and one in their last five. They're creeping up Carl's rankings. Uh, that's a team that definitely has some ability on their team to make some waves in one double A. Yeah, I, I made the comment. I made the comment on Lakeville North of the rankings this week that they haven't, they haven't not been in a game all year. Every single game they've been in, win or loss, has been competitive. Yeah. And they've played some yeah. very good teams, so that's good. And they have a tie to Minnetonka, and 
the second game of the season. Should've and that was yeah, it should have been a win. Mm-hmm. One goal loss. struggled yeah. to tie that. Yeah, seven seconds left. Yeah. By guess who? Josh Lucky. lucky. You know? And oh, it, it was all lucky there, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think you see that. We saw that in the opener. Josh, L- Josh Lutke is the lifeblood of that Minnetonka team. You know, not the yeah. goal scoring line, but he's kind of the he's, he's the, a linchpin on D because when you got to throw Doctor out every other shift, not that Doctor isn't a great oh, player, it's just you know you wear down your decor. They don't have a deep enough with just skating wise. I don't know how to say that. Grant Doctor mm-hmm. has to be good if you're playing on that Southwest team in the in the elite. Yeah. League. You're good. I mean, yeah. There was not one bad guy on that no, team. It was no. an amazing squad. No. Amazing oh, okay. squad. Before we move on here, uh, the 8A final this year is in semis and final World Ice Garden. It is? So they rotate. Wow. So they rotate yeah. because good I know call. it's been at East Grand and Thief before. Speaking it was at Thief last that, year. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of A uh, sites and locations, Carl, talk a little bit about Louie had a tweet last late last night about UMD women's team looks to be have have notched a, a home playoff game the same weekend as Section Seven A AA, which is normally played Saturday. Saturday, Saturday in right. So where will yes, that Seven A game be played? Games be played and when? If, they will if be played at, at Amsoil still. They'll be played at Enzo, but they'll be on Friday night instead of Saturday. So we have a semifinal Friday, which just sounds wrong, but there we go. <laughs> so how will the UMD women play? Will they play their playoff game Saturday night? Because the night, night? games are always no, no. the Class A, right? I think no, I think yeah. they've moved the, dub, the uh, double-A games to night games. Or the women's so game the will women take are going to play in the afternoon? Earlier. That's what I, I they normally play anyway, I think, so... So we don't really know then. We got to figure this out. We don't know the double A, but we know the A. The A will be Friday. Move to Friday. Double A will play sometime on Saturday, and the yeah. UMD women's will play either. At, they'll play Saturday, Sunday. That doesn't make any sense either. Well, it could be a three-game series. It's a three-game series. Well, it's best of best of three, so you need to win two. Okay. So it's probably Friday, huh. Saturday, well, Sunday. Sorry. The reason I ask that is how are they going to do that three-game series and still get a Class A semifinal at Amsoil? doesn't make any sense. Game in, game in the afternoon. Friday afternoon? For the women. That's uh, weird. Yeah, but that I could see that happening, actually. That's just yeah. weird. Okay. It's been, it's right, been done well, before. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll, de- we'll definitely have to get to the bottom of this. Uh, well, I plan on making a road trip probably up there Friday night because there's no other games going on for semifinals Friday night. No, no, no. And so no. it's worth, you know, if you're hockey hungry and want to see playoff hockey. You're going to go up for that game and then come back for Braemar Bloomington? Yeah. Oh, you're crazy. I know. You are insane. Uh, hi. All right. We've established that already. Insane. We have established that, <laughs> Um, okay, well, there'll be some good games, too. There's four good teams, yeah. at least four good teams in 7 a and, and I want to see Greenway and Virginia. I want to see these teams play again, too. All right, well, good deal. Um, let's move on to Mr. Hockey, why everybody's here today listening in to the show. We have lots of new listeners, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to list off 23 players that our staff, the three of us, have agreed have a legitimate shot to winning Mr. Hockey or Mr. Hockey worthy. We all agree on that? Yeah, these are all great players and, and very deserving Agreed. of everything. 
and we are going to list off our sort order is by points. Okay, we're not doing alphabetical. We're just or, going to do by points. Or Most midterm points. R- ranking like we did last year. Yes, last year we did it by sorted by midterm ranking. There were several players, north of 10 players on the midterm ranking. Only three this year and one NHL draft pick, which is Sammy Walker. Three, three seniors, mind you. Jack three Jensen, seniors. Jack yeah. Kerbix. You know, yep. like these players are juniors, but they're aged draftable. Correct, correct. All right, so I'm going to start at the top. Jake Seitz. Garrett Worth from Duluth East, Jake Seitz from Virginia, Garrett Worth from Duluth East, George Granis from Duluth Marshall, Sammy Walker from Edina, Peyton Matsui from St. Thomas, Connor Bazal from Elk River, Ben Almquist from Holy Family, Lucas McGregor, Centennial, Chase Hampstead, White Bear Lake, Tyler Watkins, Hermantown, Ray Christie, St. Thomas Academy, Carter Ranclev, Moorhead, Nate Bordson, Eastview, Demetrius Kumatsis, Edina, Max Jenrich, White Bear Lake, Chase Foley, St. Thomas Academy, Luke Lamaster, Duluth East, Griffin Ness, Wyzetta, Colin Schmidt, Wyzetta, Brady Zemer, Holy Family, Luke Lohite, Minnetonka, and the 2D from Lakeville, Jack Olson from Lakeville South, and Garrett Daly from Lakeville North. That's 23 players that we've all seen play, uh, not collectively. Mm-hmm. I don't think – have you seen Jake Seitz play from – from uh, Virginia yet this year, Carl? I watched your broadcast of it. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I can say that we've seen all of these players play. I've seen all of them in person. Yes. So that's something to be said, yeah. considering they're from all different parts of the state. Yeah. It, it, well, let's be honest. If you haven't seen all of these players, or at least like some of these, like Jake Seitz, if you have not seen Jake Seitz play, drive up to Duluth that Friday night because yeah. he is worth the drive. He's a showstopper. Yeah. He's a showstopper, without a doubt. So now what we're going to do is we've named the 23. Now we collectively off air to save you guys a lot of the <laughs> entertainment, I guess. Uh, we have chosen our 10 as a consensus between the three of us. So we're going to read and it took a, a long time to create this. A long, long, We only have an hour and a half of show time. prep. Yeah, yeah, this was, was our longest show prep by far. And I, well, all this, we totaled all this, I, I put them all into a spreadsheet and everything. Like, this isn't like it was just, no, you know, like, this we was a ton of time. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that the committee will spend as much time on this selection process as we went through today to get this through. I think even getting the list of 23 was tricky. Yeah. Now getting it down to 10 was even harder. So, Let's, without further ado, I'm going to read off our 10, and I'm going to stick with the points system where we have, we're going from the most points to the least amount of points. So. Do you want to say their goals and stuff, yeah, too? Yeah, I'll do it all. So, in commitment and what yeah, have you. So, Jake Seitz, uh, Virginia, has 55 points. He's not committed. Uh, Danny and I saw him uh, against Jefferson. Uh, he's amazing. He's, you know, one of the point scorers. Is he the leading scorer in the state? Um, I he's don't. Not, he's well, he's behind maybe like Lake of the Woods, right, kid? So <laughs> yeah. Um, you look at Sykes, and he just does everything well out there. He he gives you those what Tony called them the drooly, um, tingly feelings when yes. you watch a Mr. Hockey candidate, and he's yeah, just he gets, one of those type of players. Tingly. I mean, he is the real deal. Yeah, he is the real deal. Um. His line mate from the Bantam Elite League way back in the good old days, it was Seitz, uh, Watkins, 
and um, Blake McLaughlin, who's one of the funnest lines I've ever seen play. <laughs> That's okay, live. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he's our he's the next guy on our list. Would be Tyler Watkins. I'm looking for his points. He has 40 points. He's not committed. Hermantown. He's won two state championships. Um, he's a he's a big cog to their team. He's the leading scorer on the number one team in Class A. Tyler Watkins makes our list. Any comments on him? Carl, you want to comment first? Yeah, I think for Tyler, this is kind of a lifetime achievement award. He's been great for three years. On the best player on the best team in Class A for some time now, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's a pretty easy choice there. Yeah, he scores big goals in big games every That's time. True. Yeah. Every time. Yep. There's big goals and big games, and they get disallowed. But still, yeah. one of the biggest <laughs> goals ever. But he, you know, even the Delano game that we were up there, he still scored two goals in the second half of the third period to beat Delano. You know, last yep. year, did, mind did, you. But did, 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 did it to Greenway this year? Yeah, yeah he did it to Greenway. He, he did. They were down, and boom, waddy, waddy, waddy. And it's like, bam, it happens all the time. It's not by mistake. These aren't lucky goals. He's he's a reason why Hermantown is still the number one team in the state. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, all right, my next person on the list is Garrett Worth, Duluth East, uncommitted, 32 goals, 16 assists, 48 points. Carl, yeah, any thoughts on your boy? Garrett's a, a unique player. You know, you only get these players who are just pure snipers every few years. You know, there aren't that many of them. I mean, I'm not saying Garrett's in the class of a, a Grant Bessie or Davis Bihar, but Maybe a better comparison is someone like a Marshall Everson, you know, just someone who just piled up the goals. And, you know, when you're in a tight game with another really good team, you, even you're going back and forth, you need just someone who can finish it and fight it. That's Garrett's that player. Hey, look at those numbers, 32 and 16. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. He's on the power play, so he should be getting lots of assists. He's still 2 to 1 in goals to assists. He's got an amazing ratio. He's going to finish with close to 50 goals this season. Mm-hmm. He could. That's that's really how hard. good that's how good he is. It, it, mind you, you know Donovan might be the best projected player yeah. out on that line. Yeah. But oh, Worth definitely. is just you know the way he's scoring and the puck just finds his stick in front of the net and he just puts it in. And, and we saw that in the Minnetonka game. You know, like he just he puts it away, and that's that's what matters. All right, uh, here's a guy that you saw yesterday, Danny, uh, George Granis, 28 goals, 20 assists, 48 points, uncommitted, currently uncommitted, but I'm certain that other teams, uh, college teams around the country are all over this guy. Granis probably has the biggest forearms and the biggest legs that you've ever seen. This kid is strong, fast, and smart, too. Every pass that he had yesterday was on a tape, and it was hard. It, it was just like... He he did stuff, you know, like, is his all-around game, you know, as good as, you know, some players? Maybe not, you know, type of thing. But he just every move that he made was so calculated and smart. And it was just yeah, his, it, he outweighs his good plays, outweighs bad, 10-1. His dad played for the Gophers. He's from South St. Paul, so you know his He's got some grit. Yeah, he is a very good player. Carl, what's your? You've thought? seen him, Carl. You've seen yeah. him more. Let's hear your take on him. Yeah, he's just such a. He's really the, the strongest choice of the rate for Marshall. He's just been leading the way for them all season. Great speed. You know, it's really the catalyst in everything they do. So and as he goes, Marshall goes. Well, we're through the we're through the we're finishing off. Uh, we have five or six easy ones here. Uh, the next, I think, the easiest one, and I would say, 
easily should win the award, but, uh, you know, stranger things have happened with Edina players over the last 30 years. Sammy Walker, uh, Edina, 23 goals, 25 assists. You know, you talk about big goals, big games. I mean, it's always Sammy Walker the last two years, and, and he's an easy choice. Your guys' take on Sammy? Carl, you go first. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt he's the best player in the state right now. Awesome speed. I mean, you saw it against a bit of talk. He was the one leading the way. Um, definitely. Easy choice. Uh, great speed, great hands. Sammy walks the best defenseman. Every the, one of them. Every yeah. one of them. Sammy won a state championship, too. Did you know? Do you remember that? He was a freshman on that team. He aged out of Bantams. And when he came up as a oh, ninth yeah. grader, yeah, it was right. like, who's this really, really, really skinny kid, uh, you know, with the name Walker and Ethan and everybody, you know, knows, you know, who he is. And then his speed as a freshman was just unreal. And he was like on the power play or something as well. Like Charles moved him up. He was playing with like a Kiefer and stuff. He was playing really good back then. And he, every time, like he's a momentum changer right now. And we were talking in the pre-show about the U-17s um, for right. Team USA how unreal they're playing right now, Sammy held his own against them. Oh, yeah. And he was, like, the reason why the Minnesota Elite League kids actually, you know, didn't get blown out completely in that game. Really? Right, yeah. Sammy's just a great player. He was. Deservedly should win the award, but I could see it going a couple ways right now. I don't think it could go any other way except Sammy Walker, but then again, Dylan Malquist didn't win it. So nothing would surprise me at this point. Yes. Nothing would surprise me. Okay. Um, now we've gotten through six. One, two, three, four, five. I think we have one more that's a lot. Would have been on our lock list. This is a kid out of Centennial. Lucas McGregor, uncommitted. 18 goals, 22 assists, 40 points. Anytime you see Centennial wins, you see the name Lucas McGregor uh, next to it. Yeah, and him coming back was a big deal for us. Um, pick, uh, picking Centennial a lot, you know, he makes them the front runner in five double A. He's really the cog to their whole scoring, and you know, he makes other players around him so much better. And then they key on Lucas more as well, and it opens up the ice more for the other players around on its team. What about you, Carl? What do you think of Lucas? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any one player on a top you know, 20 team of the state who is more important to his team than McGregor is. No, no question about it. Uh, okay, let's see here. We have, now we have, now we're getting down in the nitty gritty, right? These yes. are the ones we're like, oh, is he Mr. Hockey? I think we, we've got one other obvious not, one. You know? yeah. Well, there's still one obvious. There's, oh, really? Oh, yes, there is one more obvious. For to sure. that one. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, yeah. That's Carter Ranclev, Moorhead, uh, committed to the University of North Dakota. 19 goals, 16 assists. He's a highlight reel. About every other game you get a highlight reel tweet from Carter Ranclev's, you know, prowess up in <laughs> Moorhead. Uh, he's one of those players you just watch and, you know, it's it's unbelievable. He's you know? a YouTube sensation type of player. He yeah. Is, and he's, he's, I think I think what, you know, he's got great hands. He makes great moves and great plays. But, you know, who scored the game-winning goal in Hockey Day? Carter. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's to be expected kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, great player. Uh, he's he's an obvious choice. We're now at seven, Okay. Any thoughts on whether you've seen Carter Rancleb this year, Carl? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to add. Like you said, he's 
YouTube type star, highlight reel player, really fun to watch. Just does something ridiculous every time you, you watch him. It's something new every time. Yeah, super creative. That'd be the word I would use. Yeah, mm-hmm. skill too, but super creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great player. All right, here's where it gets dicey. We, we've said seven. We have one. We have to add a defenseman. I mean, it just there's just no question. You can't have ten forwards. D have been hard this year to come by in the senior class, and so that's that's the difficult part about that. I agree. Um, there were lots of great choices. We read off a lot of great defensemen. You got Jack Olson, Garrett Daly, Brody Zemer, Brady. Brady, sorry, Brody's a little brother. Sorry, yeah. Brody and Swift. Uh, he's not, Brody's not a defenseman, by the way, but we will call his name in a few years. He's unbelievable. Um, and then you have uh, Luke Lemaster. So we got you, you, you rolled it into four. You had to pick one. Um, we came up with, uh, I think we were a united front picking Luke Lemaster. I think um, it could be either one of these four, but Lemaster yes. – Lamaster wins our vote. I'm I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Lamaster, four goals, 24 assists, committed to a University of Wisconsin. Um, I think he's in that same class as Josh S., who's having a great year at Wisconsin as a freshman who never went to juniors. I think Luke could fit into that same bill and head off to uh, Wisconsin next year. Carl? Yeah, Luke is uh, really the team's leader for the blue line for Duluth East. He's uh you know, runs the power play. He's really shifty. He can jump up into the rush, no problem. He can. You know, he has. He has a forwards move. He can go to the net as well as you know, a lot of great forwards. But he's also really locked locked out in his own end this season, which has really been where his, his improvement has been. I think that's why he should be a Mr. Hockey candidate here. Smooth skater too. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. All right. So the last two are a little bit tricky, right? You know, there's lots of great players left. There's Griffin Ness. There's Luke Lohite, there's Ben Almquist, Connor Brazal, Peyton Matsui. There's so many good players to choose from on these last two. But there's one that just stands out to me um, is one we got to put in there. But if it's a lifetime achievement, the only thing that he wouldn't be qualified for is lifetime achievement. Demetrius Kumatsis, he's only played Minnesota high school hockey one year. Okay, He's a commitment to Arizona State. He's got 31 points, and that's a very – there's an asterisk on the 31 because he's been injured. Yeah. So he's, he's an injured 31 points. He was probably – if there was an MVP of the high school elite league, it would have been oh, Demetrius Kumatsis. Mm-hmm. So I think we put him in. Uh, we, we all agreed that if we're picking the best 10 players in the state, Demetrius has to be on this list. So we chose Demetrius. You guys talk a little bit about uh, the Greek sensation. I'll go first. So he's also um, number 140 on the midterm scouting report. It really, it, we talk about Edina having just depth across the board. He's a second line player for them right now. That's that's what's crazy. It, but watching him in the elite league, his speed is amazing. He just has chemistry with wh- whoever he plays with, and he's unselfish and he can score big goals and often too. What about you, Carl, on this? Yeah, he really has that complete, sensation. <laughs> that complete package of skills and credentials that you look for in someone who is a Mr. Hockey finalist from being on the scouting list to his elite league performance to his speed and the way he just makes everyone around him better. So, yeah, I, I think he's a pretty safe choice. It, it, it stinks that we didn't get to watch him more right? Mm-hmm. as a high school hockey fan, but when you watch him now, you get what you get everything you want to see. I agree. All right, so now we're down to our last selection. Uh, this is gonna we're we're gonna probably make some uh, waves with this one, but we would have made waves had we not picked 
you know, we pick one kid or the other. So we're going to work. We've selected Ray Christie, Colorado College commit, 10 goals, 29 assists, 39 points. And I think that's part of the reason is he was chosen. He has 10, point, 10 goals, 29 assists. He makes it happen. I mean, he's a playmaker's playmaker. He's got he's got his brother to his left and and Peyton Matsui to his right. Yeah, I mean this is this is as good a line as you're going to find in the state. We'll see them on Wednesday night on YHH. Uh, hard to argue with this pick, but there's going to be lots that who should have a good claim to make their way into this top ten as well. Well, I'll say this about Ray. He's on our first. Uh, I say our, but St. Thomas Academy's first line power play, which rocks above thirty five percent. You know this is you know. And he's just – he's been a top-line player for St. Thomas Academy for the last couple of years, and he's proven it, too. He's a little bit undersized, but you wouldn't notice it by the way he plays. He plays bigger than what what his size dictates, and he just – he leads the best team in the state. And he's a good leader, although Chase Foley's the captain of the team. Ray is just as much of a leader on this he's team. He's more a leader on the ice than yeah. he is maybe in the locker room. That's kind of my take on what Ray is like. Yeah, it, it, it's clear because the team follows him. Too. Yeah, and what I mean by leader on the ice, he's passing the puck. He's making their team. He's a big part of the glue that keeps that team together. Well, selflessness is a big ideal with the academy just as a school. So, you know, to be uh, leading. Here comes the commercial. We <laughs> and I am done. Wow! wow. Well, yeah, selflessness it is, is part of the academy. It is, is a part of the academy. Well, Are no, they sponsoring us? Pillars, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's a good discussion. Let's move on to the goalies. We talk about the academy. Let's some talk more? about the goalies. Okay. There's okay. there's going to be a goalie from the academy in there too. So Yay. go ahead. Okay. Um, we're not going to pick our picks. We we kind of have a consensus on Class A. Who's that? So Class A, we're going with Jackson Jelly out of Delano. He's got a 2.11 goals against and a save percentage of 9.34. Um, win losses, um, eight wins, nine losses. But really, it's not about um, that with Jackson Jelly. He plays strong in net. You know, it took to the 30-shot mark in the Del- Delano Mount West Tonka game on Friday for a goal to go in. It really could have gone either way in that sense because Jelly can steal games. And that's that's the definition of this award is can your goaltender steal a game for you? Yes, Jackson Jelly can. Other goaltenders in Class A that are worth noting, Evan Babicule for Orono has a 2.17 and a, a 9.11 save percentage. And Nick Cornelius. Good luck with that one. Okay. <laughs> um, Corneliuson. There you go. Yeah, um, for Thief River. Thief River. He's got a uh, 180 goals against and a 936 save percentage. You know, pretty good numbers up there in the northwest um, portion of the state and, and worth noting as well. All right, let's hear your double uh, A four that we like so much. Okay, so Addicts Kelly of St. Thomas Academy, 13 wins, no losses, one tie. Um, goals against is 147 and a save percentage of 932. Matt Fitzgerald of Bemidji, um, he's got nine wins, seven losses, uh, goals against of 167, and a save percentage of 938. Benny Garrity of Rosemount, uh, 14-3 and three as a starter this year, 
166 and a 939 save percentage, and gave Holum for Grand Rapids four wins, 11 losses, one tie, and but a goals against of 4.05, but a save percentage of 90. nine uh, 91. Wow. So. He, I'm going to go – can I say my pick first? Yes, go ahead. Um, you're selfless. You learn that at the, the academy. Go exactly. Ahead. But I'm not going to pick an academy player here. I'm going to pick Gabe Holum, and here's why. Um, Atticus Kelly has seen 281 shots. Gabe Holum has seen 698 shots this season. <laughs> and to still have a save percentage of uh, 91% is – unreal. He is a D1 player, and some schools need to take a look at him because what he's doing right now, you know, would win you games in the college ranks just by the simple fact that he's stopping he's stopping good shots from good even, teams. They play good competition. Good shots from good teams and good shots from bad teams. Right. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he's a bad team. Good shots. It, it's, he's seeing everything, and, and he's, he's standing on his head, and He's the only reason why Grand Rapids is even talked about in this show sometimes. Right. Carl, who's your pick? You're going now, uh, you? Tough choice for these four, but I, I'm going to go with Matt Fitzgerald out of Bemidji. I think he's been really consistent. You see that in his numbers. And, you know, it feels like everything about Bemidji revolves around him, so much like Holum. But, uh, you know, Fitzgerald's in a somewhat better situation in Bemidji where you know, his team is competitive. So they got about a 500 record. And if you look at a lot of their scores, it's, you know, 2 nothing, 3 nothing, 3 nothing, one nothing. You know, all Fitzgerald uh, standing on his head and the other team trying to scrape a few past him. So I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with uh, Benny Garrity. They've made Rosemount relevant. Again. Yes. He's made Rosemount relevant again. He's been outstanding. He He's the guy we talked about, can he win a game? He can definitely win a game. Um, he's like 6'3 or 6'2 as well. Yeah, he's real good. Um, here's here's some thoughts. Now, now we've, let's just say we've, we've thrown out our nominations. Who's going to win the award? I, I think Jackson Jelly, to be honest. And Jelly, his elite league play was outstanding when yeah. I saw him play. Um, and he hasn't missed a step in the season. How about you, Kyle? I think Kelly's going to win it just because of the team in front of him. Kelly or Jelly? Addison Kelly. Addison Kelly. We, we've seen that before with the Birdsack Award, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, that's a good pick. That's a surprise. I, I, I'm going to agree with Danny for once. I'm going to go with I think Jackson Jelly is going to win the award. We we saw um, Lake of the Woods' Alex Lyons win this award. And this is more of a lifetime achievement award as well than the Mr. Hockey. Yeah. They've even stated that. Um, if you look at Andrew Ford was actually Alex Lyons' opponent going up from Ian Prairie. And he didn't really have that great of a senior year. And Jelly's um, state tournament appearance last year, I think, promotes him pretty hard in this this one. Now, Matt Fitzgerald... He's seen plenty of rubber in the state tournament. He's so. seen yep. plenty of rubber in the state tournament as well. And Gabe Holm has won a state tournament, but... but as a backup. He, he rode the, um, the pony he on the He played the year before. He yeah, he yeah. played in the tournament the year yeah. before and was their starter of the year before. There's a lot of good choices. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised with any of these guys that we've listed off winning it, but I, I'm just going to go with my pick as Jackson Jelly. I, I really liked him when I saw him on Friday again. He's just a good player. All right, well, that was fun, fruitful. Fruitful. I think we all agree that Sammy Walker should win the Mr. Hockey, but we wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, correct? Because he skates for a team that gets passed over a lot. great home uniforms. 
Well, that's a little tease for next week. There you go. All right, let's <laughs> go over the games of the week and then slide into our pick Let's hear it. Okay, so some games happening this week. Centennial plays Edina on Tuesday at Braymore. And it's weird because this game was at Braymore last year. So the weird mm-hmm. scheduling went on. So um, Rozo and Warro play on Tuesday at the Gardens. So yep. um, see if Warro can come back and um, split the rivalry this year. And the way they're playing... I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Hermantown goes to Virginia, and a goaltender that we didn't mention in that list right. is Cam Crybeck for Virginia. He's real good. He's really good. Just ask my son. <laughs> <laughs> Jake stopped. Jake had a breakaway point. Time the game. Point break, and uh, you got stuff like a Thanksgiving turkey there. Yeah. Um, St. Thomas goes to Aldrich to play Hill Murray on Tuesday in a week that St. Thomas plays some tough road games. Um, three, in fact, or Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three, in fact. Um, Thursday, um, Cloquet goes to Hermantown. Carl, you going to go to that one? I'm not not sure yet, but it's definitely one of, one of several games I may go to that night. It's going to be a very interesting one. It's Cloquet's best shot at Town in quite some time, I think. So that's definitely an interesting one up here. That That's a pick'em game, isn't it? No. Oh, we, we opted out of pick'em. We opted out of pick'em. We yeah. have a different Hermantown game in our yes. pick'em. Um, Lakeville North plays Holy Family, and you know a team on the rise, and a team that needs to get a game back in the Holy Family. That's so a good game. That's a good. That's a good pick'em game that we're not going to have. But yeah, I think a lot we, of good games this week. We might all pick Holy Family in that game, but it's not with a lot of confidence. Right. Um, right. St. Cloud Cathedral plays Breck. I want to see if Cathedral can put away Breck. Um, that's yeah. really a question mark that I have. Uh, Mound plays Orono at at, um, at Mound on Friday in a rematch. That Mound a big w- game. Yeah, it is. It's a really big game, and uh, Mound West Tonka won the first matchup, so this is probably to wrap up the number one seed. Yeah. Or, or Orono won the first matchup. My bad. Uh, Orono won the first matchup. So I think if Mound wins, I still think they can get the number one seed. If Mound wins, yeah. even with the split in this, I. But if Orono, I'll tell you what. My rankings. I have Orono ahead of them in the rankings. If Mound beats them, Orono will slide into that lower eight, nine, ten spot, and Mound will go up into the five, six, seven spot. Yeah, my bad for saying I was at the first meeting of this, and so um, Saturday, Minnetonka goes to Eden Prairie. In a late conference game, Blaine plays Holy Family, which could be an interesting game as yeah. well, uh, depending you know how goaltending goes on either direction on that one. Um, White Bear Lake plays Stillwater at Stillwater on Saturday. White Bear Lake's, you know, this is a wrap-up game. You got to wrap this game up, and Stillwater, you know, is a little bit. Do you down remember there. last year? It was it was the reverse where Stillwater yeah. needed to win, wrap things up, and they barely beat White Bear that night. It was. It was close. It was one nothing until the very, very end. Yeah, yeah, that, that was. Mm-hmm. A close I, game. I, I could see that happening here, where White Bears kind of looking past Stillwater. But this is a decent rivalry between these two teams. Yeah, and I, I could also see Stillwater. This is a game that they're going to get up to play more than Roseville. It, yes. it's just uh, to be honest. And so another game that could be interesting: Elk River goes to Duluth East on Saturday. I plan on going up and bothering Carl and poking him at this game, um, yeah. cheering on the Elks. <laughs> Um, Thanks. And then, <laughs> and then St. Thomas Academy plays Duluth Marshall um, later that game up at Mars as well, and so that I should be an, that uh, Duluth. I did Hackey and Duluth just to 
give you some idea where YHH will be this weekend. Yeah. Either yeah. myself or Peter's going. Peter doesn't and go I'm going yet. up there, too. Yeah. yeah. And yep. Carl's coming down to the Metro. That's right. <laughs> I know. Weird Super Bowl weekend, but I, I'm going to be out state. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Maybe stick around and watch a peewee game on Sunday just to avoid the... I know. I, I live yeah. downtown, and it's been a zoo to get oh, home. I can only imagine. It, like I, last night, I heard a helicopter when I was going to bed. I was like, "Oh, come on!" Get <laughs> <laughs> used to it. The next seven days. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be part of that, like Bud Light. Guess what happens next? Type of stuff. Probably. It's like, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> Probably pickums. Pickums. We got five, and we had a lot to pick from this week. Some weeks we're like struggling. This week, there was lots of juice, yeah. a lot of meat on the bone. Um, last week, uh, Danny got four. No, three. 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 We, you wrote the down wrong. The oh, hand over Did I Marshall. get four? No. I got no, three. No. You got three, you got three, and, and Carl got two. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry. sorry. Well, I want to make this Carl's interesting. Carl's losing ground. So, Carl yeah. lost some ground for the first time ever. Yes. Okay, uh, we got some decent ones here. We'll, we'll start off with what I think is the best game of the week, not just because YHH is broadcasting it, but I think it's also the it's the heavy hitters. It's it's number two on Carl's rankings, number one in Danny's, obviously. And Hart. St. Thomas Academy <laughs> oh. travels to uh, Charles Scholl's Arena against Creighton Durham Hall on Wednesday night, an odd Wednesday game. I'm okay with this being Wednesday because there's only one other game going, and it's I don't even know. It's probably like Southwest Christian versus. Oh, here you go. You always got to rip on Southwest Christian. <laughs> Richfield and then Legacy Christian. All righty, uh, Carl, you get to go first on this one. St. Thomas Ooh. or Creighton? Uh, tempted to pick Creighton, but I'll stick with St. Thomas. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm not, it happened. I'm not going to pick against St. Thomas. It happened. I'm picking St. Thomas. We're going to throw the Gucci down. Oh, lame. Yeah, I, I'm picking St. Thomas. Okay, I'm picking St. Thomas, too. But a couple of years ago when St. Thomas went into Highland Park and they had Tommy Novak, or maybe it was the year after Tommy graduated, Creighton gave him a very good game. And, and Creighton at home, when that – if you want to get to this game, it probably starts at 7 or 7.30. Get there early. Let Not only for early. parking purposes, because for that, but they'll turn you away at the door because the fire marshal only allows a certain amount of people in. I sold my Highland Park senior year ticket for this game for 35 bucks, <laughs> <laughs> And it was on TV. It was on FSN. I watched it at home. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> we won, like, 5-2 to two or something. It was... But crazy. the year before, the 07 game, when they had McDonough, and we still had Schrader and Anders, oh, my God, St. Thomas. Like, I was squeezed in on the far side of St. Thomas Academy's arena. That was the most packed I've ever seen that ring. That'll uh, be packed. It'll be yeah. packed. I'm, I'm excited. It'll be loud. It'll be I'm really loud. to be there. Lots of hisses. All right, here we go. Next game, uh, Hermantown hosts Matamidi, which would have been a nice one versus two, but Matamidi couldn't hold it together <laughs> for North St. Paul. But it'll still be a good game. Bailey Huber, uh, Huber, whatever. Huber. Huber did not play in the North St. Paul game, and he doesn't play in their losses. I've looked this up, so that's, Weird. it's worth noting that. So when he's not in net, they don't have that good of a record. Nah, Bailey's a heck of a goal. Oh, yeah, he's really, really good. He'd be in our Frank Christmas conversation if he was a senior. Yes, he will. He'll be in there next year. I'm going Hermantown. 
Has anybody got the guts to pick Matamita? I do. Yeah. Oh, you did, huh? Because I think when Bailey's in net, it's a difference maker. And I just think that... You're so kind. What do you mean? Because you're giving me a free point. Oh, I'm so (laughs) nice to you. So kind. You need it. I do need it. (laughs) I do need it. Thank you. You're very generous. You're very generous. Carl, how about you? Hermantown or Matamita? You know, I think we should start a running clock. Just you know, uh, you know, how many days has it been since Hermantown last lost a regular season to a Class A team? Um, it's, been, it's over five years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Hermantown. It happens this weekend, and I will be there. Okay. Good. Good. Freezing. Good. Good. Now this is a game I think like that one was an easy one. No offense to Montebita. This Andover Centennial one. Andover scrubbed them. Beat them six to one. Uh, back in early January. Can they do it again? Uh, Car- uh, Danny, you get to go first on this one. Are you going Andover or Centennial? I, I think Centennial's going to look past Edana and just let Edana roll on them and, and then come back and beat Andover. Wow. Got I that. think the Andover I'm game... We have proof of this now. I think Andover, <laughs> the Andover game means more to them as a... You know, like... You really? Can, do you, you think, think so? Do you think that after they get smoked by them, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard and to And it's say. a conference game. I don't know where conference standings are for the Northwest Suburban right now. <laughs> who knows? Let me. Yeah, I looked at knows? it actually. Andover's okay, Andover's winning it. Andover's like two games up on Centennial. Well, this is and and Elks right there too, but yeah. Interesting. All right, so you're taking so you're taking Centennial. I'll pick Centennial, and they have a they have an east and west northwest suburb or north. No, it's, west. it's a north and a west because it's a northwest suburban. They're so clever. Oh god! Oh, how clever! <laughs> yep. Exactly. Okay. How about um, uh, you, Carl? You're next on this one, and over uh, Centennial. I feel like I keep you know trying to jab a round peg into a square hole with Centennial, but I'm going to keep trying to ride them here. You're going Centennial too? Yeah. So, you know, uh, you. you know, Tony. This is this is like a debate between your firstborn and secondborn. I know. Right now. It it's really tough. is. It's like I love them both equally, but yeah. I'm gonna have to go with my secondborn Andover on this one. Um, They're on fire. Give a little updates on the points for the the north of the northwest um, <laughs> wins. It's north a fourteen to ten point. And Centennial only has one loss, and Andover has one loss. So well, yeah, Centennial has a game in hand, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Andover has a game in hand. They played oh, okay. eight, and Centennial's played seven. Yeah, that, okay. that's what you. Now mean. we're going to go off. Anyway, we're, we're going to go off the interstate, and we're going to go to uh, Litchfield, Monticello. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I get to go. Oh, Carl gets to go first now. This is a tough one. This is a tricky pick. Um, yeah. Carl? I'm going to stick with Monticello. Yeah, well, they're not, feeling great they're about number it, 10 but, yeah. in the state. Yep. Um, this could be – this is a tricky one. Litchfield's got a couple nice wins already this year. Could Monticello be their next victim? I'm saying no. I'm sticking with Monticello. Danny? I'm going to go with – broke, aren't you? I, I'm going to go with the Dragons here. It, the Dragons got back, uh, got by Jackson Jelly, who we just, yep. you know, you and I said that he's the top senior goaltender. I, you know, if they can score against him, they can score against anybody. This is really, uh, this could be a consolation um, game in the state tournament. It could be. 
Could it be. Very well could be. Or it could be a semifinal. <laughs> the way well, everything played out last year. You never know. You never know. Okay, speaking of which, here are two thorn-in-the-side teams uh, with plenty of talent, uh, St. Louis Park and Chaska. Okay, St. Louis Park and Chaska. Uh, I think St. Louis Park beat Chaska by, did they Cretan them? Like 10 to 1 or 7 to 1? 7 to 1, so I think that's a Cretan name. Pretty much Cretan them. Um, I get to go first on this one. This one is super hard. I think St. Louis Park, I've seen both these teams quite a bit. I think that St. Louis Park is the team here. They're just a little bit older, a little bit stronger physically. Uh, they got the goaltending. They got all the tools. I think St. Louis Park wins this one. Uh, Danny, you're next. You're torn. You have this uh, torn look on your face. Let me check. Uh, just you know, checking. You, well, you either know or you don't know. So I, I'd like Chaska in this game, but they just have, you know, is everybody back? Uh, three of the four back. Three of the four in. They're on a four-game win streak, and, and, and that's after the St. Louis Park loss. And Chaska going Chaska. Huh? Chaska. That's hard. This is that's why it's a good game. That, that that's one. a that's mm-hmm. a tough one. We're gonna hear the voice of reason here, uh, Carl. What do you say? Mm, I'm gonna go Chaska too, actually. Wow. I like my pick. I, I like my so. picks this week. I'm different than you, you guys on a lot of stuff. So <laughs> this is where you really circle the drain. You need some Drano over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> really unclogged. Down he goes. Toilet to go all the way down. <laughs> all the way down. I could go all the way down the toilet here. I'm in dead last. So, well, good show this week. Uh, we uh, covered a lot of ground. Uh, thanks you guys for all the hard work that you guys put in. It's not like we just make this stuff up. It's a lot of. It's a week in progress to build up this show. Especially the Mr. Hockey stuff. Yeah, Putting all those stats together just it's, takes a little bit of it's work. a lot of time and energy. Thanks to you guys for making this a great show. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Red and Black Week, for, for bringing us the show this week. And thank you for, for everybody who's tuned into the show over the course of the last few years. Uh, we really appreciate that. It was a great show. We'll see everybody around the week. Rink, we'll see a lot of people in Duluth this weekend. Uh, for Danny and Carl, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in. These looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles in 